You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. Sometimes I lose my cursor. Well, we never like to lose our cursor when we're trying to do things. Hello, folks, and welcome to Geekiest Show Ever, episode 203. And this week, it is the old farts up in the box. It is just Mike and I. We had a guest lined up, and I'm not going to say who it was because we're still going to try to have that person on in in the not-too-distant future, maybe next week or the week after. Uh... Mark's out again this week. He's got so much going on with school. Send him some hellos and greetings, folks, via Twitter and tell him you're thinking about him because he's one busy SOB is all I'll say. How are you doing, Mike? Oh, not too bad. It's been, well, yesterday, well, you know, this this can kind of segue into our world-famous weather report because uh, people are just dying to know. Yes. Uh, yes. And... Um, um, yesterday, uh, for me, it was just awesome weather. Uh, temperature is nearly up to 60 and all that white stuff out back uh, was going away. And, um, it was just, <laughs> oh, no, it's fine. Uh, cause the dog goes out there and craps on it all the time anyway. So, uh, Molly shares my opinion, the same opinion of the snow, although she finds it fascinating. She's walking around sniffing it. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know what that means, but, um, now today it's back down to I should have pulled it up about thirty something I think the last 30, time I checked thirty four according to my app here it is for you thirty four yeah so you know it's back down to more normal February March weather and March is still coming that can be a nasty month we may still get that that nasty nasty white stuff so yeah it's uh, it's it was it actually got really warm here today it was kind of miserable I went out uh, went outside it was like sixty seven. We had to turn the AC on because it got kind of hot here in the house. Mm. So we turned the cranked the AC up today for the first time in a while. Yeah, and I should have gone out, but my son came home and um, he was uh, well. When he came comes home, he brings his laundry with him because in that way he doesn't <laughs> have to go pay. Um, but he also wants some help doing his taxes. Then while he was here, we had one of the former teachers at the school had an old computer that. Uh, he wanted to see if we could do something with, and Ryan, being you know in the you know an IT person, um, he, um, well, he and he likes working with computers, and he really likes this uh, teacher. Uh, so we sat there and worked on, it. and it was an old AMD. I mean, old. It had, um, um, it's got an AGP port on it. Oh wow! Yeah, uh, it's got the um, <clears throat> IDE hard drive. Uh, you know, this is th- this thing is the electronic equivalent of a you know stone tablet. Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, and we were working on that. And we kind of you know looked at a few things, and he fi- uh, t- uh, fiddled with it a little bit. But you know, so we did that, and you know, he was here. So uh, we didn't go outside to do a whole lot. But I know that better weather's coming here eventually. Pretty soon the grass will be growing, and you can go outside without having to bundle up. And you know, that's, that's my idea of a good time. So. Yeah, well, my idea is when it turns warm, then I have to go outside and be assaulted by every insect under the sun, it seems like. Well, we get that, too. I can't. I hate that. And then the <laughs> grass will start growing, and then you have to start dealing with that shit. So, <laughs> we, uh, right. as a, But as of yesterday, we had a, it was semi-warm yesterday. It got up into the low 40s. We still have, I, I think I lost the last little bit of my snow in the front yard that it finally melted. I know this is a, a you know a, a travesty for you and I'm we're at opposite ends of uh, the uh, uh, spectrum here on this. You love your snow. I yeah. it was 
it was funny yesterday i was we i did two of my kids with me i had to go up i went by the atm machine in the parking lots around here there's still some big piles of snow well right up by the atm machine there was uh, a pile of snow <laughs> what did dad have to do put it in four-wheel drive and go over the pile of snow <laughs> i thought you're gonna get out and hug it or something and the kids would be going dad please get up no, no, no. dad stop no, nope, I drove up on it, so the front end of the truck rose up and then fell down through it. <laughs> okay, all right. It was it was fun. Okay, yeah, I've, I, I've done that. and It's kind of fun watching Molly out there doing her business because she's walking around in the snow, and now it's kind of collapsing under her, so she's kind of like walking, kind of like, you know, uh, weird through the snow, just kind of lifting up her paws and doesn't <laughs> quite know what to make of it yet but without so. without going too far down that rat hole the neighbors next door our backyards have a slope away from the house uh some parts of it more than other and the neighbors next door have a couple big uh I, they're not really rottweilers but they look kind of like a rottweiler and they're nice dogs well it was a couple years ago during one of the snowstorms we had they were out back and they were they were doing their business but the snow was frozen and packed and icy and the one dog sitting there doing his business, and it's sliding, and you know he's facing downhill, and he does his business, and it slides down in front of him on down the hill. <laughs> and and, and he's sitting, sitting there going, "What the hell?" <laughs> uh, well, it just proves the old adage: shit does roll downhill. Hot on the left, cold <laughs> on the right, and yep. shit don't flow uphill. That's <laughs> the truth. Uh, yeah. We actually do, uh, I, folks. We're gonna we we don't have a whole lot for the show this week. Because Mike and I were not quite as prepared as we are sometimes, but uh, I do have a couple things that I wanted to talk about. The first is something that's really beginning to bug me. Uh, this local school system has issued uh, Chromebooks to two of my three kids, and in place of textbooks. And this is getting more and more annoying because my one child is doing some geometry homework. And you're sitting there on these little Chromebook screens, and you're trying to do geometry problems where it's saying this angle is, comp- you know, you have complementary and supplementary angles, and then you have to calculate. These screens are impossible. I mean, when it was on paper, all you had to do was take out a protractor at least to get you started. I mean, I, and then reading stuff. It, I mean, it's my my oldest was trying to do something. And she's flipping back and forth between stuff because it's all mm. online textbooks and stuff like that. I'm sorry, but this is totally wrong. I do not think they should be doing this. And then what's worse is when they try to substitute it with with uh, some sort of uh, physical paper. These are photocopies of photocopies of photocopies of photocopies and stuff. I mean, back in our day, we thought mimeos were bad if you were like six period and got the last mimeo. You know, you couldn't hardly read the damn thing. But these are like t- horrible photocopies. Uh, what was wrong with a damn textbook? I'll pay extra. Issue the kid a textbook. Well, and you're you're talking to the uh, the workhorse around the school. Uh, I, I'm of the tech mind, but I'm also the guy that holds the books around. So I am <clears throat> kind of basically of two minds there. One, uh, you know, the pluses for the electronic textbooks are. Uh, no paper. You don't have to cut them down. They can be updated uh, easier, quicker, better if they so desire. Uh, so you can uh, you have a more current book without having to the expense of having to buy revised versions all the time. Although I'm sure that book companies are trying to stick it to the schools one way or another, so that they, they'd be losing a revenue stream. I understand that. Uh, but you know, like you say, even 
when uh, once upon a time I was kind of dinking around with some programming that's a while ago and it was just kind of nice to have the physical book there beside the computer so you could kind of flip between your pages and you could kind of bookmark things and you kind of look at it and you could just or you could take it with you <clears throat> now i understand things are more portable now but you know you could take it with you and you could look at it and yeah and like i say there is just something about uh, the physical paper, having it there in front of you, and like I say, being able to have several there so you can kind of look at each one not have to be flipping back and forth between pages, uh, you know, electronic pages. And I've talked with some of the teachers, and some of them would prefer, especially like the uh, English teachers' um, uh, textbooks, and they would prefer that the kids write by hand uh, so that they, you know, practice their you know, yeah. penmanship, and my penmanship sucks. I will admit that up front. Oh, yeah, mine does too. I should have been a doctor by looking at my handwriting. <laughs> but, um, you know, handwriting still has its place, and we shouldn't just throw it by the wayside. So, like I say, I'm of two minds. When I'm sitting there hauling all these textbooks out, and then, like, this year, we got some new textbooks, so we had the old ones, and we tried to find some place to take them, and some guy showed up, and he took like six out of, I don't know, a hundred or something that we had there. Um, you know, we couldn't find any other place to put them. We don't want to warehouse them, so I felt a little bit like, you know, a Nazi, and we were throwing them in the dumpster. We weren't burning them, but, you know, we are throwing books away, so, um, yeah, they were older textbooks, but, you know, you just, I hate the, the scotch in me hates to see that kind of waste going on, so... You couldn't recycle them in some way? Uh, recycling isn't too big out here. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, no, this isn't like the big city. I mean, maybe we could have. We probably could have contacted somebody in Watertown and hauled them up there, I suppose. But, you know, sometimes when you've got a lot of stuff to do, it's just easier to, you know, throw them in the dumpster and let them go back to nature. So, Well, no, um, I mean, I understand that. And, right, I, right. and I appreciate the fact of things not being wasteful. I appreciate the saving right. of paper, saving the forests. You know, and, and all that, but it just seems like it, it's it's so counterproductive to the learning experience. You know, in in, in a lot in a, too many ways. I won't say in a lot of ways. I'll say in too many ways, because then it's like if we want to help them study for something, then we've got to sit there and hold the Chromebook and look through the stuff, and and you know, my eyes aren't getting any younger. No. And, I was gonna say, the how big is the, how big is the screen on that Chromebook? Um, I think they're 13-inch ones. I forget which ones they are. Maybe they're only 11s. I can't remember. They were the cheapest, I believe. They were, they're pretty cheap. I mean, they don't, you know, they have to be. The school system can't afford to buy them, then, you know, because, you know, inevitably some of them are going to get broken or have to be replaced. Right. So, uh, I think they're 13-inch screens. It's been so long, and they aggravate the hell on me because I had to get them on my network here at home, and I don't know what the school's done with them, so I put them over on my guest network. I right. wasn't letting them in on my regular network. Um, and you know, and I would think from a tech uh, point of view, the Chromebooks are kind of nice because they don't have to. Because I I talked to the tech coordinator at our school. And, you know, every summer she's got to get the books in and she's got to, you know, re-image them and, you know, come up with a good image and then re-image them and go through all that stuff. So just having the, you know, the Chrome mostly is server side. So you just update the server and everything is ready to go. And I understand that from, you know, that point of view. But, you know, it does, um, you know, there is something to be said for, you know, physical paper. Um, and maybe it's just the fact that 
and who knows, maybe another generation or two down the road, they'll look at us and, you know, paper, oh, how quaint. You know, maybe they will have wrapped their mind around it. But for us, and I don't know, maybe it won't go away. There's just something – the human like something tangible in their hands that yeah. they can feel and look at. Um, and I don't know if we'll ever quite get rid of that sensation. Um, but yeah. just from the, you know, the – Unless you've got like a 27-inch screen where you could have multiple things open. Yeah, or multiple. Yeah, Kevin's smiling like the cat that ate the canary. Because uh, <laughs> he's got multiple monitors. I know you got one 27-inch. I don't know what the rest of them all are. but um, um, 27, 22, and 24. Okay. So, you know, if you have that kind of real estate, you can spread it around so you can just physically look at it there. But, yeah, when you're only on, like, a small screen and you got to flip back and forth, it is kind of annoying. Now, maybe there's a technological way, um, you know, something in software that could – I don't know how you could do it. Um, I was going to say maybe a special button on the computer so you just sit there and tab it or hit it or something. But I – trying to figure out what kevin's doing now. <laughs> you'll see in a second oh lord okay well the way okay i'm just afraid what this picture is going to look like because <laughs> i'm using my surface here and i got it tilted back and then the other i got it tilted back so i can it, my face is in there but then the other thing is too with old man glasses here they're progressive <laughs> so i have to tip them back to read so it gets a perfect shot up my nose uh canal there so i don't know this may not be pretty folks hey well, when it comes to you and I, I'm sorry, my friend, but it's never going to get pretty. <laughs> I know, I know. We're past our pretty point, like, by yeah. about 54 years. Yeah. Um, no, I'm only past it by 53 in uh, nine months. Okay. <laughs> or something to that effect. <laughs> okay, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just, I actually, I think, and I wouldn't care whether it was an iPad or an Android tablet. I think a tablet of... of Something in the say the ten inch range or seven to ten inch range would serve much better than than a, a Chromebook than a notebook. Well, yeah, and I do, uh, or even and I do like my Surface tablet because it you know it can or and they, it, Surface is the only one. There is several convertibles out there, um, or the um, what do they call them? The ones that the, the, the Keyboard just flips back on them, so you can oh, like use the uh, Lenovo uh, Yoga Book or whatever it's called, Yoga Pad. Yeah, yeah, that one. So that you could, if you want to sit there and type, you've got a keyboard, so it is like a laptop. But then um, you can, because uh, there is things like if you're reading, it would be easier to take it, lean back. Um, that's why I, you know, we've rehashed this several times. I wish uh, Apple would have done a surface like thing with the macbook so that you can flip it around one way and just be able to sit back and you know like the, uh, the airs or something where you can just sit back and you can read it like a tablet you don't have to sit there and you know put a laptop on your uh, uh you know hold it like that trying to like read or whatever because that's just kind of cumbersome you can just sit back and um make it light enough if that's possible because they're always going for thinner lighter you know whatever um so but, you know, that style where it could either be a laptop, and I realize this could be a compromise, but uh, one of those things so that you could just sit back with it and read if you want, but then put it on the table with a mouse and cursor if you're doing, like, art or something like that, or you're typing in a bunch of stuff. Uh, yeah, there should be a better way to do it, because I think the the notebook has its place, but I don't know 
if it's for school like that, I don't know if that's necessarily the best way to do it. Yeah, and the plan is, as I understand it, is they will continue to use these all the way through till they graduate. So for the okay. next, I don't know whether they turn them in and get different ones issued or whether they turn them in and get the same one issued back. I have no clue how that's supposed to work. Well, see, uh, in our high school, uh, we've the uh, again, we're only the high school is only about a hundred kids, uh, um, plus or minus a few. But for the last, I want to say, um, six, seven years, I think it's been. The kids have um, each kid has a laptop. They started out with little netbooks. That was kind of painful with those little screens on there and little keyboards. But now they've uh, gone to uh, uh, bigger Lenovo uh, computers with bigger screens. I want to say maybe 13-inch, uh, but still big, bigger than those little cro- uh, netbooks, netbooks were. Netbooks, yeah. Yeah, but, uh, and, you know, and I had I was wondering, because I talked to the tech coordinator about, and there's been a few issues, you, you know, um kids of that age aren't always as smart as they should be or take care of things the way that they should. <laughs> trying to be diplomatic here. I have a word for it, but I'll not say that. Anyway, um, uh, they haven't had as much trouble as I kind of thought. And, and those netbooks, uh, like I said, they're getting old, but they've moved them down, I think, to the elementary now. So they're getting their money's worth out of them. Uh, yeah. And they're using them down there, I think, for just typing. Because down in the elementary, you aren't going to need, you know, powerful computers. You just need something for them to sit there and, you know, maybe, you know, do a little something on there. Just kind of get them uh, introduced to computers. It doesn't have to be fantastic. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't, I, again, I'm, I've spent the last 25 years of my professional life in the IT field. Or 23, whatever the hell it is. I can't remember. I'm, I was an engineer before that. So, I mean, I'm very much for tech. Very much oh, for. But oh, it's certainly. Just, but it has, it's one of those cases where if you, just because you can, doesn't mean you should. Right. I mean, you know, just because we can clone people doesn't mean we should. I mean, we really don't need to repeat the mistake sitting behind this mic again. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I I might be kind of awesome, but I just I, I just have a high opinion myself. Yes, Sheldon, we hear you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, but yeah, I just it, it you know I'm trying to help the kids with homework, you know, geometry or whatever. It's like I said, it's just so frustrating. You know, I'm sitting there. I finally took a damn protractor and tried to put it on the screen to see if I could figure it out because it was saying this, and I'm going that doesn't calculate out right. So that's why I was trying to look at the problem. You know, right. on the screen, it's like, but, and I was right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the damn thing was wrong. So I was like, and the teacher said, oh, told the kids the next day in class, oh, no, there was a problem with the online version of it or something like that. And uh, the kid said, well, uh, one, my oldest or my middle child said, my dad figured that out. <laughs> <laughs> so. I can't remember. We were back in, I want to say, maybe even junior high. We actually found a mistake in a textbook, so we were rather proud of ourselves. The, our class did. Somebody pointed it out, and we're going, that's not right. I don't remember what it was, but I do remember us finding a mistake in the textbook. And, you know, humans, mistakes happen. So. Well, even the last textbooks the kids got were full of mistakes. I mean, mm. they, they, you know, I remember finding one here and there. Yeah. 
But, I mean, they were full of them. I mean, you know, you'd find one or two per chapter in these textbooks. Mm. It's like, what the hell? Isn't anybody, are they, do they have to produce them that quickly? I mean, are you talking of, grammatical or factual or? Uh, grammar, spelling, uh, bad labeling of, of diagrams. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> Mis- misnumbering stuff like one, two, seven, eight, nine. Okay, and I'm trying to resist the urge to say something about the product of our educational system, but yeah, well, <laughs> I'll have to tell a funny story. And then we, uh, my wife uh, used to work in a uh, Ben Franklin store. I don't know if you know it; it's a craft store. Oh, Five and Dime, yes. Yeah, they were, we had a lot of them around. Here. Yeah, they were franchise deals, mm. and she worked in them. She was actually uh, she started out there, and she was when she uh, left. Uh, she had moved up. She was bookkeeper for the uh, corporation that owned the few stores that she wor- one of the stores that she worked in, but she was bookkeeper for the corporation. So kudos to her because she'd gotten her accounting degree. But anyway, she occasionally she would still have to go out on the floor, you know, when they were short somebody, and she had done it for so long it was easy for her to go out there and pick it up and still do it. Well, she'd be over at the fabric cutting table, and somebody'd come in and they'd want you know three quarters of a yard of something you know some fabric i don't know what it was and the fabric was say a dollar or dollar 50 a yard these kids that were working were dumbfounded they couldn't figure out how to calculate because you had to hand write a little ticket up saying you know this is three quarters of a yard at a dollar 50 so the total is this much and they had a calculator sitting there but they couldn't figure out how to operate the calculator to put it in, to get, you know, okay, 0.75 <laughs> right. times 1.50. It's not that difficult here. No. And I mean, and, but, but it was, she said it was all the time. And if somebody would want, um, uh, they'd want to, um, you know, come in and want a meter or something, say, well, we don't sell stuff by the meter. So what do you want to convert to yards? And they wouldn't know what yards was. It's like, what? <laughs> Unfortunately, in this country, you got to know both. Oh yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so, um, well, um, oh yeah. I was gonna, you know, I can admit that. I mean, I understand fractions. I can do fractions, but to try and add fractions, I mean, that drove me nuts. And trying to teach my kids how to do fractions or try to help them with their homework was, you know, real painful for me because what I always did was just took a fraction and converted it into a decimal. Well, that's not always going to, when you're doing fractional math, that's not always going to work. Uh, so, like I say, the, the common ones, half, quarter, thirds, you know, that, but, you know, you start getting into, you know, eleven sixty-fourths plus, you know, two thirteenths or something like that. You know, that kind of stuff made my head hurt. So Well, you know, it was funny. I I always did pretty good with that stuff and I was teaching my kids and helped them with it. <clears throat> and they would get angry with me occasionally because I could do a lot sometimes for smaller stuff like that I could do it in my head and I would just do it. My brain just wired mm. that way so I would just do it. And then I, they'd get mad at me for that. It's like I'm I'm sorry. You know, or we get to a math problem. They're going. I say, okay, so here's what you have to do to solve this. You have to do this, this, and this. No, I don't want to do all that. What's the answer? <laughs> what what's the, what's the thing to figure it out real quickly? I said, I know what the answer is, but this is one of those times when you've got four possible answers, and the only way to figure out which one is right, solve the problem and figure out which answer is right. There's not a look at it and guess. It's not mm. circle C. 
you know. <laughs> yeah. C A R K. You know. <laughs> well, and and my kids always hated story problems, and they said, "Why do we have to learn story problems?" Well, um, when I at my former job when I worked at that potato chip plant. Um, I would give them an example because sometimes they would come in and say, we have an order of 30-some uh, boxes of, that we need to get ready. And I knew that you could get, like, you know, let's say, 16 boxes from a batch. So I knew I would have to do two batches to get the 30 boxes or whatever, you know, however that worked out. And so it wasn't all that uncommon to come in uh, for, you know, to work basically with story problems every day. And I said, this is why you guys need to learn this stuff. It drives you crazy. It does, yeah, because they were the same way. They just wanted to see, you know, two plus uh, three or whatever, not this have to. Johnny's got, you know, two bo- an order for, you know, 30-some boxes of chips, and Jill needs to know how many batches to make to fill the, you know. It, that kind of stuff drove them up a wall. But I said, that's reality. That's the kind of stuff you have to wrap your mind around. And so, and and I understand, especially in this, okay, I am going to kind of go into old man mode here, but, you know, in our modern society here, that everyone kind of wants instant answers, but sometimes you got to learn the fundamentals uh, oh, so yeah. you can do this stuff. Oh, it, it definitely, and that's, that's where I always get perturbed i you know you got to do it there you know sometimes the long way is the only way to do something there aren't shortcuts for everything especially when it comes to math and life but what's really funny is it's been i don't know maybe 10 years ago uh my wife found something it was before we started finishing off uh this part of the house uh because this was just unfinished basement space and she got me for christmas a calculator from craftsman that actually lets you calculate in fractions. You can put in 11 and 5 sixteenths and add <laughs> 2 and uh, and 3 eighths to it, and it'll calculate it, spit it out correctly for you. Mm. It's a very cool calculator. It's, be- it, it's meant to do estimation, like how oh, many sure. board feet of something do you need, uh, how much paint do you need to cover it, how much of this do you need, how much of that do you need. It has all these wild... Fun- and it's so cool. It's a very cool calculator. Um <laughs> And, it, well, and she knows I love calculators, so I, you know, that it was worth that alone. Right, alone get me out my ass off the couch to do this. <laughs> well, and you said bored feet, and that kind of reminded me that uh, back in 1979, um, our teacher brought in our science teacher brought in a. Uh, it wasn't even a computer; it was a uh, um, mobile uh, connection. Oh, uh, terminal. There we go. That you oh, hook okay. your put your phone. Uh, into acoustic coupler and stuff like that yeah that good stuff with a thermal printer on it didn't even have a screen and so he was going to teach us a little programming so um you know so we were like in uh high school and a friend and i a friend of mine and i we were trying to figure out what to do and so we wrote a basic program to try and figure board feet and it took us a little while to get that all figure it out and get it to work right it wasn't you know as easy as, and i don't remember the formula anymore for figuring board feet but you know that was just one of those things kind of bringing you know uh uh you know carpentry and computer and everything together there so. oh yeah yeah i know um i used to uh i had to when one of my the last semester i was in college i had to uh do a design problem and I had a program that a friend of mine had given me that would run the calculations, but I knew I had to show the calculations. So I said, fine, I'm just going to do it. Well, this was a project, uh, my final design problem. I probably spent, I don't know, 
60 to 80 hours working on it. I had to design a portable gantry crane that could be hauled around in a pickup truck and assembled and all this stuff. Well, I had completed my design. I was finishing up my work, getting ready to turn it in the next day. I thought, well, let's just check my calculations. So I had this program that a friend of mine that went to George Mason University uh, had given all their engineering students. So I put it in there, and I ran my stuff through it, and it was going along. Good, good, good. Weld fails, connection fails, bolt fails. What? <laughs> I had made an error, you know, in all these late nights of doing all these hand calculations. Mm-hmm. Um, I had made an error. So I had to go back, and about 40% of it I had to redesign, which it didn't – it wasn't that hard. It was just labor-intensive to go through and redo the design work and stuff like that and all the calculations again. But this time when I did it, I ran it each step. Because I had, to, I was uh, close to an all nighter. I had to pull to finish it to have it ready to turn in at nine or ten o'clock the next morning. So, yeah. So they, again, computers do have their place. Yes. They, they, you know, they all. Everything has its place. It's just, I don't know. I'm, I'm past that. I, I, I don't know what's wrong with me. But, and and that kind of leads to to the next topic I had. I had a week this week. I sat to a boot camp for a certification test, and you it was normally supposed to be a three-day boot camp. It was condensed into two. Oh, boy. And at the end of the second day, you sat for the exam. You talk about me realizing how long it had been since I'd taken an exam like this. It's like, holy shit. I'm sitting there trying to absorb all this information, you know, and I felt good about it till I took the first practice test, and I failed by three questions because it's kind of a pass fail. You, you either pass or fail. They don't really. You, you, there's a minimum level, but even if you go above that minimum level, you still don't. It doesn't change anything. You're certified once you get to the minimum level. So I said, "Oh shit!" So I doubled down. I'm trying to understand the stuff. I got home late Monday night. This was a Monday Tuesday thing. And I got home late Monday night, and I was exhausted. Uh, hence the reason, folks, the show was a little late coming out, because I was almost too tired to edit the show. Uh, I think I was too tired to edit it Monday night. I didn't get it edited until Tuesday night. But I was like, oh, my God. I just you know. So I tried to study as much as I could. Went back to class the next day, got through it. I started feeling better about things. You know, it's positive. It's positive. After lunch on Tuesday, we took another practice test. I said, okay, I can do good. I still failed the son of a bitch in test. The practice test, I was like, oh, crap. So then I started getting nervous. You know, I, I'm getting nervous about it. And, and the afternoon wears on, and we're like, oh, there were a lot of people in the class. And most of them, there were several of them that were like about my age, or our age, I should say. And we're getting nervous like that. And we let's just get it freaking over with. The guys, oh no, we need to review this. No, stop. (laughs) Brain full. Brain full. (laughs) But the the really bad part about this test was, and I'll tell people what it is if I pass, (laughs) (laughs) but the really bad part about it is uh, what got me was the front of the book said, there are no trick questions. Horse shit. (laughs) We opened it up, and there were ones where, okay, it would say, what is the bet? What best describes blah, 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 whatever it was. And then, so, then it would give you four statements, you know. So you think, okay, no, no, your choices for answer, all of the above, one and two, one and four, 
one, three, and four, or stuff like that. And I'm going, oh, shit. <laughs> so then I had to do process of elimination. You know, sitting there, okay, well, I know this one can't be it. So it's definitely not all the above. So I can take that answer out. I can take this answer out. You know, pro and, but there were a lot of those tests that uh, a lot of the questions, I could get it down to two answers. I'm going, fuck. <laughs> so I just, pardon my language, people. So I said, okay, A, 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 C, A. <laughs> it, got, it got to that point. It was, uh, it was only a 40-question exam, and we got one hour to do it, and it took me about 42 minutes to complete, something like that, maybe. So I was about a minute a question, and I was really being careful. There were some of them I knew. I will admit that. There were several that, you know... It was there. It was an IT-related certification, stuff I've been doing for years and years and years, so I was fine. But there were other things where they would word this stuff just enough different that you're sitting going, um, um, <laughs> you really? This is ridiculous. I'm, uh, I was When I got done with the test, I was so nervous I was shaking, and I felt like I was going to puke. It took me half my drive home to get over the field and not feel like I was going to have to pull over and barf on the side of the road. Wow, that's intense. Um, and I, I, you know, I can relate. I mean, I uh, last time I had to take a test was probably about 10 years ago. And so every time my birthday rolls around, I always check to make sure that my driver's license isn't due. Because that one year... Uh, it was like we were. Uh, I was up to the my former job working. We were sitting around talking about things and driver's license. I kind of went, "Huh? When was the last time I checked my when my driver's license expires?" So I pull it out and went, "Crap!" It was like three months ago. <laughs> so in South Dakota, when your driver's license expires, you have to take the test, at least a written test. And so I'm sitting there, and you know, it's it's sort of the same thing because you do you drive all the time, but they'll ask you questions like, you know, when you get to the intersection. Who has the right of way? You know, you, know, you meet at a, you know an intersection, a four way stop. You know, so you know the person you know on the right, you know whatever. They ask you all these questions. It's like, oh crap, I don't know. It's usually like I, the, I don't think the correct answer is I give them the finger and drive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please, please look at my middle finger and then decide whether or not you should proceed on. <laughs> well, and then you say that, and then it makes me think of an episode of um, Taxi with uh, Judd Hirsch and um, oh, the gym um, test. Yes. What does a yellow light mean? <laughs> Slow down. <laughs> yeah. I showed that to uh, my oldest just before she um, uh, uh, took her uh, test for her driver's license, and she was she didn't get it at first. Then she, oh God, what's wrong with him? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone asks that question. But. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people ask what's wrong with Jim Ignatowski. <laughs> so, but yeah, I just. I'd love to hear from the listeners out there. I know we have listeners that are our age and a little bit younger. I know we have some really young listeners, but I'd love to hear from the listeners, you know, let's say plus or minus uh, our age, because Mike and I, are, well, actually, Mike's technically 54 now. You know, yes, let, let's say early 50s, you know, from, let's say, by from 40 on up. I want to know what your experience is with taking tests. Have you taken any recently? And what level of anxiety? Because I was like, oh my God. This was I, I can't do this. I did learn one thing from the class that I will never forget. I am never ever doing another freaking boot camp for any type of certification I want to go through. Never uh, again. 
Well, yeah, let's just put it this way. People who've been out of school for a while and have gotten out of the – because everyone that's been through school and through college or whatever, you know, test taking is still fresh in their mind. But, yeah, let's put a, a few years behind you there. Do you still have – do you still have it or do you have to sit there and, you know, sweat it up? And I realize for some people, some people take tests easily and some people, yeah, they do sit there and, you know, and sometimes they kind of psych themselves out, kind of like what you were doing that, you know, is it this one or this one? And then, oh, you know, I thought I knew the answer, but then all of a sudden, you know, um, so, yeah, it would be interesting to see how people cope now that they've been, you know, away from taking tests for a while. Yeah, it's... It- yeah, that was what somebody at work was telling me. They said, "Well, you know, you know, how long has it been since you took any type of test like that?" I said, "I don't know, probably 1999, maybe the year 2000, when I was taking some additional classes at college, you know, just extra credit stuff that I wanted to learn." Uh, but, and I used to take, and I know test theory too. I've always used test theory. You go through, answer all the questions you can answer first, and then you come back and spend the time on the ones you don't know. Always, I've used that since probably my senior year in high school. So many moons. I, I understand that test theory; it works. But it's like, oh my god, there was this was just full of terminology and stuff that applies to the real world. But it's almost like, you know, the the terminology was off by you know one word or one syllable or something like that. You'd have something that was a process manager a process owner and a process leader and you have to figure out which one of those applies to a statement i'm going oh shit (laughs) so it was it was just uh my brain just hurt and it was like uh, and i and uh my daughter matter of fact asked me last night she said dad have you found out if you passed your test i said no i won't find out till Possibly the end of this week, I guess, is the earliest we could get the results. It could be another week after that. She said, are you worried about it? I said, nope, it's over and done with. If I didn't pass, I don't care. (laughs) It's kind of like a kidney stone. Once it's gone, you don't really care. That's exactly right. I'll call it the kidney stone test. (laughs) There you go. Oh, me. Well, folks, I think that's going to probably about wrap us up for this week. We Again, Mike and I weren't quite as well prepared as maybe we should have been but we'll give you part of your week back a little early because when we get our next guest on i think we're going to have a long show and i think it'll be a really interesting show it's a topic that is near and dear to uh, both our hearts so uh, uh i can't promise it'll be next week but it should be within the next two maybe three weeks that this person will be joining us i think it's somebody everybody likes so it should be great. Mike, why don't you, since there's no way to turn it around otherwise in reverse, why don't you tell the good folks where they can find out more about you? Yeah, if you want to find out about me, I've got my, uh, uh, I'm on Twitter at DSC Chipman, and I have my about.me page at about.me slash Mike McPeak, that's M-C-P-E-E-K, and uh, I keep putting a plug in for Sci-Fi Tech Talk. Uh, you can find me over there. Uh, this week, we're going to be doing a book called Proxima. Uh, so, Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a different it. book. Yeah, and it was. And I'll, I'll tease it a little bit. I got to the end of the book, and it was one of those WTF moments, and so I had to read the second <laughs> book. Uh, so the second book is Ultima, but we're only going to talk about Proxima. But uh, no, if you want to find out, you know, the mystery behind this book, come over and check us out at Sci-Fi Tech Talk uh, at SciFiTechTalk.com. 
great and i do encourage as always people to go over and check it out because they do a wonderful job over there on that show folks if you want to find out more about me go over to twitter at twitter.com forward slash big underscore in underscore va uh you can find more about me there if you want to find out more about the show go over to geekiestshowever.com and leave us some feedback there or of reviews in itunes are always welcome i want to thank everybody for the reviews they've done so we appreciate it And folks, between now and next week, if you do nothing else, don't forget to hug a geek. Hi, I'm Bart Bouchards, host of the Let's Talk Apple podcast. Every month I gather together a panel of Apple followers and we digest the month's Apple news. Our aim is to step back and take a 40,000 foot view of all things Apple. We're the perfect complement to the many great daily news shows out there. Listen and subscribe at www.lets-talk.ie.